You're listening to Root Lock Radio. Hello and welcome to Rootlock Radio, a podcast for uncloaking, learning, and exploring the tarot cards. My name is Weston, I live in New York City, and I'm your host. Welcome to Season 3, everyone. I'm so happy to be back on the air and in your ears, and I think I've got some great episodes in store for you, as well as some new ways to engage with my tarot practice. So thank you so much for being here. If you haven't listened to Rootlock Radio before, Let me tell you a little bit about what it is. I call it a podcast for uncloaking, learning, and exploring the tarot cards. And let me tell you a little bit about what I mean by those words. So uncloaking. I attempt to make tarot concepts simple and accessible to everyone. And I believe if I can make these concepts simple, then you can kind of use them as a structure to stand on as you go develop your own ideas and your own relationship with your tarot practice. Everyone has their own tarot practice, their own ideas, their own relationship to tarot, their own relationship to their own deck. And so this is meant to be a starting point or a support as you develop that relationship. So you'll often hear me saying things like, there are no rules in tarot, or just these are just my ideas. That's not because I doubt my ideas or I don't want you to integrate them but because I want each of you to feel free to develop your own. Tarot is not a religion. There are no keepers of sacred knowledge. I'm not someone who knows something that you don't. We all have knowledge about tarot, and everyone's practice is different, so I'm just here to offer my ideas and support you as you develop your own tarot practice. The second word is learning. So I often try to focus on things concrete, like systems of numbers, elemental energies, archetypes, symbols, things like that that I see in the tarot. And I see these concrete concepts as a way for you to learn and to provide yourself with a framework for you to, again, go on and develop your own ideas. And then that third word, exploring the tarot, right? I also like to take an exploratory approach because so much about how or why tarot works is in my opinion, beyond our understanding and really beyond our capability to understand. So it's fun to just kind of spend time exploring it and fun surprises come up. And anytime I'm creating episodes for the podcast, I discover and explore new things about tarot. And so that's kind of the more exploratory element. And I encourage you to do that too, uh, to just kind of keep your mind open and explore your tarot practice and see what comes up. And definitely in this season, I'm going to be working more with the exploratory element in a lot of ways. So if you're new to the podcast, and especially if you're new to tarot, I would encourage you to go back and listen to the podcast in order. So the first season, which is episodes 1 through 16, provides a structured and comprehensive intro course to tarot, and the concepts build off of each other as the season progresses. So that's a good place to start if you really want to get yourself a framework to work with. I also released a 48-page PDF companion guide to the first season, and this is you know 48 pages of 
notes that correspond with the episodes, including a note about each of the cards, so it can also kind of work as a reference book when you're first learning tarot. So you can get that on my website at rulocktarot.com for $20. I'll put a link in the show notes. I also have a book of tarot spreads that I designed, Um, so 33 original tarot spreads that I made in a PDF on my website for $20 as well. Season 2, which came after Season 1, obviously, and this season, which is Season 3, and any future seasons, are going to expand on the framework from Season 1 and introduce more advanced concepts and uh, new ideas that I come up with and just kind of dive deeper into certain aspects of tarot. So you'll see that as we move forward, that the exploratory intention of the podcast maybe takes over a little bit more. And if you like Rootlock Radio, whether you're a new listener, if you've been here for a while, uh, I would really love if you considered supporting the podcast by making a donation to my Patreon page, if that's available to you from a financial perspective. A monthly donation of $5 or more gives you access to a private Discord discussion forum where Rootlock Radio listeners and I discuss tarot, answer each other's questions, as well as you get some bonus material to related to episodes of the podcast. So there's a link for that in the show notes. And you'll notice that Rulock Radio is a commercial-free podcast. I do insert interludes where I talk about some of the things I have available, but it's really important for me to keep the podcast commercial-free. The way I'm able to sustain it is through supporters, uh, through Patreon, as well as people purchasing things like the PDF Companion Guidebook, the Book of Spreads. So if you like the podcast, you know, and you have some money and you're, avail- you're able to do that, I would really appreciate your support. And if you can't afford to do that, that's okay. This is a free podcast for a reason. I want everyone to have access to it. So that's just a little bit of information, a little bit of housekeeping for this first episode of season three. So in today's episode, I'm going to talk about what I refer to as beacon cards. This is certainly not a concept I came up with but I have been integrating them into my tarot practice in some new and exciting ways. And these are cards that you come up with based on calculations of numerology. So it's not random draws, it's based on numbers. So today I'm gonna tell you all about the ways that I like to use beacon cards, and then I'll tell you about a new tarot reading that I will soon be offering that is related to this. So thank you so much for listening, and I hope you enjoy this episode of Rootlock Radio. The subject of today's episode is definitely not a concept that I invented. I know many tarotists are using this, and I have to say I first came across it, it first came onto my radar from listening to Lindsay Mack's podcast, Tarot to the Wild Soul, and talking to Jeff Inshaw from Cosmic Cousins. But I've noticed that it's really spread lately, this idea of cards calculated based on numerology. And I think the time when it really struck me how widespread this was becoming was when we were approaching the new year for 2020. And there were all these conversations on tarot social media, a lot of posts about 2020 being a year that's ruled by the emperor card. 
So how did we determine that 2020 was ruled by the Emperor card? It was determined by reducing the numerology of 2020. So if you take 2 plus 0 plus 2 plus 0, you get 4, and that's the number of the Emperor. And I think this is the first year that I've really seen such a widespread use of a card corresponding to a year, so I thought I'd maybe cover how to engage with these cards in that way as well as other ways. And I refer to these cards as beacon cards. People call them different things. Sometimes I've heard people call them soul growth cards or rulership cards. There's a lot of different names for them. But for me, I call them beacon cards, and I'll get to why in just a minute. So again, these cards are calculated by the numerology of your birthday. So this episode of Rootlock Radio is being released on February 20th, 2020. So if someone were born today, you would add up the numbers 2 plus 2 plus 0 plus 2 plus 0 plus 2 plus 0, and get 8, which corresponds to the card's strength. So the beacon card for Season 3 of Rootlock Radio, in that case, is Strength. So why do I call these cards Life Beacon Cards? Well, to me, this is a guidance forward. It's not fate, but sort of an optimal choice. And this really fits in with how I see tarot in general. Anytime you do a tarot reading, I don't think you're drawing cards to tell you what's going to happen. You're drawing cards to help guide you forward. So these beacon cards are more of a way of considering when you're making a life decision or when you're trying to check in with yourself, what is your greater purpose here? And this gives you a way of choosing one card or having one card that helps to guide you forward. So taking myself as an example, I was born on November 18th, 1983. So if I add up the numbers 1 plus 1 plus 1 plus 8, plus 1, plus 9, plus 8, plus 3, I get 32. Now, of course, the highest number in the Major Arcana is 21. So when that happens, you want to reduce the number again. So taking 32, I add 3 plus 2, and I get 5. And that's the Hierophant. And this tells me that I am here to be some kind of spiritual teacher or healer. So if I'm making a decision or considering my future... I can use this as a guide or a reminder of maybe which direction I want to go in those moments. And this is something I kind of wish I had known years ago. Uh, For me, when I started moving into teaching tarot and training to be a therapist, that's when things really started to feel like they were lining up for me. And before that, to be quite honest, I felt quite lost. I tried all kinds of different work. I was a barista, a bartender. I taught English, I tried to start my own author events company, I did a lot of things, and I didn't know what I wanted to do with myself in a more, like, purposeful way. And it wasn't until I found teaching tarot and training to be a therapist that I started to feel like these things lined up. And it's really interesting because these are both very hierophant types of things. So I think that this can be a really helpful guidance for you, a beacon forward, if you are looking for something like that. So you might ask, what if your beacon card is something that you don't like, or that seems terrible in some way? Like, what if your beacon card is death, or the devil, or the tower? 
Well, if you know me, you know I actually don't see these cards as terrible. In fact, if you have one of these cards as your life beacon card, my perception is that you're actually a really powerful person. So for example, the death card. If that is your life beacon card, you're here to learn to transform and perhaps facilitate others' transformations or transformations in the world around you, right? Death is a card of transformation. So good aligned work, if your life beacon card is the death card, could be working as a therapist, or perhaps you'll find yourself going through many different phases in your life and transforming along the way. If your life beacon card was the devil, I would see that as you're here to break chains. So aligned, purposeful devil card work would be advocacy or somehow working in a system like politics or the legal system or working with people who are incarcerated or forced migrants or something like that, where you're really kind of helping to like liberate people in some way. And if your card, your life beacon card is the tower, you're here to learn how to tolerate mass clearing and to help clear out the negative and problematic structure in the world and in the lives around you. So this can be assisting people in getting out of bad relationships or dangerous situations, or really helping to like kind of clear out or restructure things in society that are more damaging than they are good. So again, these cards are really powerful. And I don't believe that any beacon card is bad, just like I don't believe any tarot card is bad. You look for the life lesson. So with the life beacon card, it really is a lifelong lesson and journey. It is the light that guides you forward on that journey. You don't ever really arrive at your beacon card. It helps you to make decisions along the way. And remember that this card is a beacon, right? Again, it's, it's guiding you forward. But you don't definitely don't have to follow it, and many, many people don't, right? So when you think about some people who are really, like, bad in history, so, for example, Hitler, his beacon card was also the Hierophant. And when you think about it, his story is sort of a Hierophant story, but in a really corrupt and evil way, right? So people might be channeling this into a more low-vibe or negative or evil way as well. Donald Trump's beacon card is the Hierophant. You can kind of make of that what you will. But my point here is that it doesn't mean that everyone who has a positive beacon card is going to be making these positive life decisions or really positive impacts on the world. Those are choices that you make. And you might find that people who seem to be on a wrong path or doing more harm than good are channeling the energy of their beacon card in some way, but in a way that is more negative. So my point here is that there's free will, right? Beacon card is not your fate, but a choice. You can follow the beacon or not. And you can also follow the beacon in a way that is off base with the higher purpose of the card. And what I notice when I calculate the beacon card of people who I consider pretty evil is that they usually still make sense with that card but I'm seeing a nasty iteration of the, of the energy of that card instead of a guidance forward in its higher purpose. So that's one way to use a beacon card is to consider it as your life guide, right? Based on the date you were born. But there's other, other levels or other ways that you can play with this concept. So of course there's the beacon card for a year. So 2020 being an emperor year, 
that's our collective card for the year. That's the energy we as a collective are working with in 2020 is the Emperor. Could be the beacon card for your current year of life based on your birth date in the past year. So last year on my birthday, uh, November 18th, 2019, if you add up those numbers, you get 23, which is a five, which means I am currently in a Hierophant year based on the date of my birthday last year. You can also calculate a beacon card based on your current age. So right now I'm 36, three plus six equals nine, so I'm also in a hermit year. So any year of your life, you have two beacon cards. So one is based on the date of your birthday, and one is based on the age that you turn. And even any given day can have a beacon card. So today, you know, the day that this episode is released, which is uh, 2-20-2020, the number is eight. And so any day you can calculate, well, what's the beacon card for today? And it's kind of interesting to see what comes up. And it's kind of an alternative, right, to drawing a card of the day. So it's if you are interested in numerology and you like to kind of have a tarot card in mind each day, this could be a cool alternative to just randomly drawing a card every day. And you can also consider important dates in history, right? So an important date in my life is the first episode of Rootlock Radio, which was February 17th, 2017. So Rootlock Radio is three years old, by the way. And if you add up those numbers, uh, 217-2017, you get the number 20, which is the card Judgment, right? So thinking about that, that's the beacon card for Rulak Radio in general, Judgment. And the purpose of the podcast is to call people into a new realm, right? It's interesting for me to think about it because it makes sense. Because Rulak Radio is like a spiritual tool that is supposed to help people be able to kind of enter the world of tarot. And so the judgment card being this like calling people across a threshold seems like a great fit. This particular season of Rulock Radio, because of today's date, is corresponding with the card's strength. And this is something I'm considering as a guidance forward as I plan this season. So for example, I was kind of trying to figure out how many episodes I was going to have in season three. And I arrived at eight episodes, but I thought, you know, is that enough? Like, last episode, last season was 10 episodes, and eight episodes might seem kind of short. But then when I remembered that the beacon card of this season was strength, and strength corresponds to the number eight, I thought, oh, okay, that's it. So you can also calculate beacon cards for all kinds of things, right? Like, so the United States, for instance, was, you know, the United States birthday is July 4th, 1776. And if you add that up, you get the number five, Hierophant. So this makes sense to me in some way, because the United States core values, if they were ever really realized, could be very healing to the collective, right? They're sort of like this, the USA is seen as like this leader in the world, in a way that's potentially very healing. But does the USA let those values guide its actual path forward? Uh, That's a different story. So my view 
when I think about this, is that throughout its history, the United States has been in a never-ending sort of identity crisis. Embodying this value of the hierophant, of, of providing this healing and guiding force, while also at the same time battling against the more corrupt, low-vibe version of it, which I see as more kind of like oppression and capitalism and these forces that are more like pushing people down rather than helping them heal. So, you know, when you look at what's happening in in the United States right now, it's really scary, right? There's like kind of a a culture war, like there's, there's a real divide between these two political parties. But when you look at history, it's kind of a continuation of the same cultural identity battle that's been going on in the United States since it began. So it is sort of like part of its DNA. So of course, I would hope that at some point, the United States can really move into that hierophant energy and be a force of healing more than a force of destruction. But it's really kind of interesting to me to think about how a lot of the conflict that happens within and around the United States is about like the battle between healing or guiding forward and being more oppressive or destructive. Another thing we can calculate the beacon card for is the internet. So the date that I found for the internet's origins were was October 29th, 1969. If you add that up, you get 37, which again, you have to reduce to 10, which is the Wheel of Fortune. And the internet is man-made, but at this point, it's pretty out of our control, right? And there's kind of a lesson in that. It's like the internet is teaching us that we got the wheel spinning, but now we cannot stop it. And it reflects the ups and downs and the integration of many new resources and capabilities while also being kind of detrimental and destructive. That's a real wheel of fortune kind of energy. And another thing we can calculate the beacon card for is Instagram, right? So I I found that Instagram was launched on October 6th, 2010. And this is also comes to a 10, a Wheel of Fortune beacon card. And maybe there's a similar energy to the internet in general, right? It's also fun to notice one difference, which is that the zodiac sign of Instagram and the internet are different. So Instagram, October 6th, it would be a Libra. The internet, October 29th, would be a Scorpio. And so Instagram, with its photo basis, does seem more aesthetically minded and less into creating conflict, even though there is some of it. And that seems more like Libra, right? So the internet in general has this more Scorpio vibe, whereas Instagram is more aesthetic and probably one of one of the places in the internet that's not quite as contentious, although it does happen sometimes. Twitter was launched on July 15th, 2006. When you add that up, you get 21, which is the world. And I think, wow, Twitter definitely integrates the world in a way that is almost beyond words. Facebook. Facebook was launched on February 2nd, 2004. 2004. I wonder if they were thinking about numerology when they launched it. And when you add that up, you get 12, which is the hanged man. And this is really interesting to me because I feel like Facebook shows us the ways that we are stuck and it exists to ask us to reflect on that stagnancy. So one thing I hear so much about Facebook is that it is a platform where people argue 
without ever moving forward or convincing each other of their position. So it's kind of like a platform of stalemate. So what do we learn from that? Think of the hanged man. What insights can we get from being stuck? I think that's maybe what Facebook is here to teach us. A somewhat recent event that feels pretty historical is the 2016 election, right? So that was November 8th, 2016. And if you add up the numbers, you get 19, which is the sun. And to me, the sun is not a card of like bright joy necessarily, but of illumination. And it was really interesting when I calculated this, because I, when I think about the 2016 election, I often think about the speech that Obama made the day after the election. And here's what he had to say. He said, good afternoon, everybody. Yesterday, before votes were tallied, I shot a video that some of you may have seen in which I said to the American people, regardless of which side you were on in this election, regardless of whether your candidate won or lost, the sun would come up in the morning. And that is one bit of prognosticating that actually came true. The sun is up. That's what Barack Obama said the day after the election. And in many ways, I do see that election as being a very sun energy. It brought so much illumination to the state of America. I think I see the sun card as like shining a really bright light into all the dark corners of our lives. And we might find strengths and resources that we didn't realize we had. We might feel really like, ah, I see it all. Okay, I'm good. But we might also kind of have to face things that we haven't really wanted to face. And I think that that is definitely the case with the 2016 election is it illuminated this aspect or this dynamic in our country that I think a lot of people were kind of in denial about. So that's a really interesting thing to me. Obama's life card is justice. And Michelle Obama's life card, life beacon card, is also justice. Some other public figures that I thought I'd look into, Oprah, her lifetime beacon card is the emperor. So here to create structures for us. Beyonce, her lifetime beacon card is the hierophant. So here to heal and lead spiritually. Britney Spears, her lifetime beacon card is lovers. I found this one really interesting because the lover's card I always see as a like a mirror. So it kind of like shows us ourselves through the world around us. And I really think that Britney Spears has been an interesting figure in recent history because, you know, especially from someone who is interested in mental health, she really highlighted how cruel our culture can be to people who are suffering with mental health issues. And now it seems like a lot of shifts have happened. And I always kind of think of her as someone who kind of helped to get us on the path, you know, whether she intended to or not is a different question, but her existence helped to get us on the path of being a little bit more compassionate and a little bit more understanding and just a little bit more educated about mental health struggles. And so Britney Spears having that lover card, I think it it does show that she's kind of shined a mirror on us in some way. So again, whether you think these people are great or not is a whole different question, but just it's interesting to me to think about what their lifetime beacon cards are. So that said, I'll be right back after a short break. 
Radio is kept commercial-free by the generous support of the podcast listeners. If you'd like to support Rootlock Radio, consider joining the Patreon group. A monthly donation of $5 or more gives you access to a private Discord discussion forum where Rootlock Radio listeners and I discuss tarot and answer each other's questions. You also receive bonus materials related to content from the podcast. To donate and join, see the link in the show notes. You can also support me by booking a year-ahead birthday tarot reading for yourself or a friend, or by purchasing the Season 1 Companion Guide PDF or the Rootlock Tarot Book of Spreads PDF. All of these goods and services can be found on my website, rootlocktarot.com. Another great way to support the podcast is by subscribing, giving a 5-star rating on iTunes, and writing a review. This is the best way for more people to discover Rootlock Radio. And of course, follow me on Instagram at rootlocktarot, and sign up for my email newsletter to stay in the loop about future opportunities to engage with me. Regardless of how you choose to support Relock Radio, thank you so much for listening. interested in knowing more about your own beacon cards, then you might like what I have to say here. So back at the turn of the year for 2020, I offered year ahead readings and I incorporated beacon cards into these readings, which is something I'd never done before. And I had a lot of fun with it and I got a really good response. Um, So here's one review from someone who received a 2020 year ahead reading. Zesha wrote, wow, what a wonderful treat from Weston. I was given a 2020 year reading by my dear friend, and since I had never had a professional reading done before, I really didn't know what to expect. Weston was given a brief background of my current situation and used this context to give me a very personalized understanding of how things may unfold for me over the year. He was genuine and caring, especially with some hard topics, and I felt safe and trusted his guidance throughout the reading. I would recommend Weston to any one of my friends or family members, and it made the start of this decade clear, hopeful, and exciting. Thank you so much, Weston. Well, you're quite welcome, Zesha, and thank you for writing a review of your reading. So today I'm announcing that I'm going to be bringing more year-ahead readings into the world. And beginning with Aries season, I am going to offer year-ahead birthday readings. So this is going to be kind of, I would call it like an 11 plus card reading. So there will be five cards for the year ahead. So one card for each season and one overall card, as well as five beacon cards. So that includes your lifetime beacon card, the two beacon cards you were working with in the previous year leading up to your birthday, and then the two beacon cards you'll be working with in the coming year after your birthday. And I'll also draw one astrology oracle card that will kind of be another support of what to expect in the year ahead. So 
and then I'll also touch base on what the collective beacon cards are, so talking about like 2020 being the year of the emperor, to give some background and context. And what I like so much and why I'm feeling drawn to offer this to the world is that integrating the beacon cards really helped to kind of provide this like background context, and I'll talk about this more in a, in a future episode, but they give so much support to the reading that I feel pretty good about sending it out into the world in a way that's different from other readings that I've done in the past. And I also think there's just tons of information packed in here. Like you have your overall life trajectory, but then you also have the past year and the coming year. And then you have the collective context that you're working in. And then you have this like roadmap through the year of these five cards that help you to think about the four seasons coming and how to work with the energy of those seasons productively. So this is an 11 plus card reading and it's $99 each. So what you get is a picture of your cards. So I'll take a picture of the spread and a PDF explaining the placements and then an approximately 30 minute MP3 audio recording of me giving the reading to you, walking you through the cards, explaining what I see. And it's kind of like your own episode of the podcast. And you can download it and refer back to it any time. And it makes a great birthday present for yourself or for a friend or loved one as well. So these will become available two weeks before every astrological season. So the Aries batch is available on March 7th, 2020. And I ask that you allow me two weeks to produce the reading unless otherwise specified. So if you want your friend to get it on their birthday, remember to purchase it two weeks out. And I'll let you know if there's any limitations on availability. Also, these are super limited as far as quantity. So this needs to be a sustainable endeavor for me. I'm a full-time therapist. I make this podcast. I got a lot going on. And so I'm I'm only going to offer as many as I know I can do in a way that's sustainable for me. And I don't want to let anyone down. So I'm gonna, to start, I'm going to only offer three of these per astro- astrological season. I may add more once I get in the swing of it, but there's only going to be three. If you or one of your friends is an Aries and you want one of these birthday readings, I would say get on it and purchase it as soon as it's available on March 7th. Uh, or soon after. And again, give me two weeks to produce the reading as well. If you're interested in keeping up with when these are available and all that stuff, you can follow me on Instagram at Tarot or subscribe to my newsletter, and I'll put links to the show notes to both of those things. Hope you have found this lesson on beacon cards helpful. I have found that they can provide such a great context for tarot readings, and I'm going to talk about that more later in the season. And when I integrate them into readings, especially year ahead readings, they really give a kind of environment to refer to when I'm looking at the specific cards of the reading. And so I think it can be just a really cool, different way to work with tarot and a cool way to kind of consider guidance forward uh, that's a little bit different from drawing a card randomly. And you can use it with drawing cards as well. So that's something that I'm doing in this offering, the year ahead birthday readings. And I'm going to have a demonstration later in the season. So you're going to hear a lot about how I integrate these cards. This is really just a starting point. 
So thank you so much for listening, and I really appreciate that you're here. I'm so excited to be back for season three, and I will talk to you next week. Bye. Rulock Radio is a podcast for uncloaking, learning, and exploring the tarot cards. It is written and produced by me, Weston. Music for the podcast is provided by Shenandoah Davis and Jeray. You can find links for both of these incredible artists in the show notes. To support the podcast, consider joining the Patreon community. And if you love Rulock Radio, don't forget to subscribe, leave a five-star rating, and write a kind review. To learn more about me and the tarot goods and services I have to offer, please visit my website, rootlocktarot.com. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you'll join me next time for Rootlock Radio. Radio.